Congratulations on last night. Thank you, sir. Your partner was the surprise. But I guess I should have known that. By the way, where is he? It was right here, Curry. He's been here the whole time. Oh, hey, there he is. And it pains me to even think about this, much less say it. But we're relinquishing the Raw Tag Titles. Nicholas has a scheduling conflict. I mean, he's still in the fourth grade. But I can promise you one thing. As soon as he's done with school, we're coming back for those. And somebody's going to get these hands! Ladies and gentlemen, hello and welcome to another edition of Just What the Internet Needed More Of. That's right, it's a wrestling podcast. It's another wrestling podcast. It is called Top Marks. It's another wrestling podcast called Top Marks. My name is Justin Morissette, and with me once again, as always, is the janitor himself. He's cleaning up the messes of the masses. Josh Custodio. Justin, I have to tell you, I'm a little bit excited today because this feels like a, a return to normalcy for us, the yeah. hashtag good friends. Do you know what I mean? We're getting back to the way things should be around here. Back- Running a tighter ship. That's exactly it. I mean, these last couple, I guess, full week now between the, the WrestleMania house party, the, the half marks, the whiskey mania, it's been a potpourri of top marks content. But uh, I'm happy to be here doing top marks proper with you. Yeah, me too, honestly. Uh, and I got to say... As far as the janitor goes, cleaning up the messes. Yeah. What a mess oh. I was <laughs> during Whiskey Mania. Thank you for cleaning up. Now, a lot of people are saying that you didn't sound drunk at all I, during that show. That just isn't true. I listened to the first 10 minutes. Now, that I agree with you that that's not true, but I think also that's a testament to how drunk I was. <laughs> that even in your state, you were like... Ooh, boy, I got to get this guy on track here. Have you had this happen to you at parties before where you think you have, like, a good buzz going, then you, like, go outside and talk to somebody on the patio who's just, like, considerably more fucked up than you, and you're like, am I sober? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe this was, like, the, the podcasting yes. equivalent of that. Now, uh, I also appreciate the way you just let me talk over you for the entire hour and a half. <laughs> Do not, you? Not that you really maybe had a choice in all of that, because I seem to be uh, on the warpath, as it were. Uh, but as, as a consolation prize for that, yeah. over the fact that you did not really get to uh, express maybe all of the opinions that you wanted to about <laughs> WrestleMania, I'm just going to sit back this week. No, no. That, no that, I'm going to ask you the questions, and you're going to give me the answers. I got nothing to say. I think we, we do it as we <laughs> normally do. I pitch you. You talk lots. I thought Whiskey Mania was fun. I uh, I didn't feel like you. You talked over me. Or anything. I was drunk. Okay. Like this, this is where I, I take on bridge with it. Is I felt like pe- some of the listeners were implying... That it was, uh, excuse the turn of phrase, but a work that, that in fact only you had been drinking. And, and that, that isn't fair. Well, you had drank more than me. Uh, I don't like the, the idea that we would ever lie to you guys. I was, I well, was drinking. Listeners, I got to say, I didn't always see him take the shot before <laughs> matches. Here we go. 
Sometimes the glass looked empty. Maybe he'd already taken the shot. Here we go. Maybe he said he took it. I didn't see it. I was shooting iced tea. (laughs) Justin, we are Top Marks. We are the Hashtag Good Friends. And we are uh, a wrestling podcast that every week we talk about. Well, what do we talk about here, Justin? We talk about the top three stories in the world of professional wrestling each and every week. And, of course, we already dealt with the big one earlier in the week, which is WrestleMania itself. That's right. Uh, But there's, you know, some fallout from WrestleMania that takes place over the Monday and Tuesday afterwards. It's all kind of tied into one big stravaganza. That's not the word. There's an X in front No, no, I think that's right. I love going to stravaganzas. Me too. Sounds like a spaghetti convention. You know, it's... (laughs) That's what it sounds like to me. It's just, you know, there's a lot of hoopla surrounding the whole weekend. It's true. It rolls over into the next two days as well. And what we see on those next two days can kind of color our perceptions of maybe things we thought we'd made our mind up during WrestleMania. And that dovetails perfectly into what our three rounds are this week, Justin. In round number one, we didn't get to touch on NXT TakeOver on anything that we put out this weekend. So we're going to do that here. In round number one, we're going to break down a show that, I mean, was reviled by all. I think unanimously, everybody hated this one. So we'll Worst we'll, show of the weekend. I have, to agree. I have to agree with you. So we'll, we'll dive into the nitty-gritty of that. But speaking of the fallout out of WrestleMania, Justin, Monday Night Raw has their big, uh, and they really branded it this year, the Raw After Mania. The crowds are crazy. We're going to deal with some of the, the entering into that and the fallout, what we think may happen, and some news that spun out of that. Uh, which which will affect the WWE in the year to come. And then finally, in round number three, we're going to do the exact same thing, but for SmackDown Live. Yep. <laughs> you would think, uh, how can they possibly talk for another 15 minutes about what happened during the call-ups? I'll tell you, folks, two big shows this week. And, uh, you know, we, we might have some carryover mania thoughts as well. Definitely. So that's how we're going to do it. Uh, all that. And, of course, I'm sober now, so I'm able to make more cogent points than I did earlier in the week. Well, I mean, I'm hoping some of the fire that was in you there, though, <laughs> like your, your eight-minute rant oh. on Brock Lesnar. Oh. <laughs> now that we know what's happening in Saudi Arabia, believe me, <laughs> I'm still fired up. Yeah, I guess we'll touch on that, too. Plus an edition of Keep It or Kick It and Sunday Night Tweet. Uh, anything else we need to get into? <laughs> yeah, before we get to the rounds, of course, if you want to hear more of this wonderful show, you can do so by heading on over to our Patreon account, patreon.com slash topmarks, where $5 a month gets you access to all of our bonus content. All of it. Half Marks, which was a show Josh recorded this weekend with our good friends Max and Brock talking about Joey Janela's Spring Break and uh, Supercard of Honor. And, and Lucha Underground versus uh, Impact. Of course. I so think those... we only touch on one match on Ring of Honor. I don't quite remember. But... Regardless, those three shows... You're going to hear about them there. And, of course, uh, we're going to do our monthly uh, review show probably later this month as well. We're also hoping to do a special on the Andre the Giant documentary on the Patreon feed this month, too. So lots of stuff coming your way on the Patreon feed, in addition to the previous two specials that we already did about WrestleMania V and NXT TakeOver Arrival. And if you happen to live in the Vancouver area and it's Monday night, you want to watch some wrestling, you want to spend time with at least half of the good friends, sometimes both, why don't you head on over to the Penny at Commercial and Gravely, Justin? Why don't you do that? I think I will be there. Justin, indeed you will be, because you host Raw with the volume on. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, the only bar in Vancouver to do this. True? That's true. true. Correct, yes. Boy, howdy. There's there's uh, some drink specials. I can tell you the Honey Sriracha wings are delicious. You get a basket of fries for just $3. Good Lord, you can't buy fries at Safeway. Cook them in your own damn house for 3 
$3. Certainly cannot, Josh. That's a deal that can't be beat. So head on over to the Penny at Commercial and Gravely. What is it, uh, 4 to 8 on Mondays? 4 to 8. We start with uh, either main event or WWE experience, whatever happens to be playing. Well, I would be coming right at 5 sharp. Carry it over to Raw (laughs) as well. So wrestling with the sound on for a full Four hours, sometimes four hours and 15 minutes or so, depending on if there's raw overrun. That sounds like a hell of a Monday to me. And speaking of hell of, why don't we get on in to a hell of a round in round round number one. Round one. Fight. Justin, have you ever been to New Orleans? I actually don't know this. I've never been down to New Orleans, no. Never gone down there to meet a friend of yours? No, not one single time. <laughs> well, Justin, this weekend, uh, you would have been well to make this your first time because NXT TakeOver New Orleans was uh, a cracking show, don't you agree? It certainly took over New Orleans uh, it, with it, how it, much buzz and people were talking about it afterwards. It's a good pun, but it really did feel like this uh, swallowed the weekend in some ways, at least in terms of my social media feeds and one which we share. Uh, yeah, I would say so. Like it, it had I think the the biggest match that people were looking forward to outside of maybe Cody versus Kenny. I think you'd yeah. be hard pressed to choose honestly between the two of those matches in Cody versus Kenny and uh, Tommaso Ciampa versus Johnny Gargano. Right. And what cruel luck that they would happen to be on basically back to back. Well, yeah, like it's the same time. <laughs> At the same time. Somebody even. said uh, across the street from each other. I don't know if that's actually true that the arenas were that close in proximity, but that's. Quite a wild thing if that happened. That's a hell of an hour of wrestling if you could manage to get across the street. Yeah, can we start with something before we get into the matches, though? Something yeah, I sure. was surprised about. Yeah. Because we always look forward, of course, every single year to who's going to be in the crowd to oh. take over. Yeah, be it, it Teresa or Gary or yeah. C3. Or, <laughs> or even, uh, what was the guitarist? Oh, it was Alice Cooper's <laughs> guitarist, uh, who was also in the crowd. Good this billing. Year. Yeah, and I think she played the guitar during Nakamura's entrance the next night. I saw people saying that. I didn't like cross-reference it or anything, but Re- it seemed to be Regardless, uh, we didn't get anybody this year. Like, no. Not one single person that is weird. outside of Alice Cooper's guitarist, which... <laughs> If we're gonna take so the weird. if we're gonna take like the signs that we see every year that like the players who appear in the crowd usually it's exactly this though right it's like the people who either have like a debut match one year or are in the crowd are like winning the title in the biggest match a year later that's kind of like the NXT cycle basically yeah it's definitely a huge blessing to show up in that crowd like it's a vote of confidence I mean who who have we seen recently Ricochet EC3 Drew McIntyre I don't think we saw Almas did we we saw Roderick Strong yeah I'm trying to think uh Bobby Roode was in the crowd right before he debuted yep uh it's I don't like uh Kana uh oh um Kairi Sane of, no 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 uh Asuka Asuka there we go <laughs> was in the crowd so. oh yeah Kana shoot um but yeah you're right that does sort of seem like the the opposite of the kiss of death showing up in the uh, the audience and, I mean they just had so many debuts when you think about how many people started their NXT careers in that ladder match even holy uh that it makes sense maybe that nobody was in the crowd there because you guard you, I mean but those two guys were in the crowd before I don't know why I'm making a big deal out of this it doesn't no. really matter I just like the idea that maybe joining the women's division is Alice <laughs> Cooper's, Cooper's guitarist. <laughs> that would be, uh, I mean, again, star power embodied. But no, I actually, <laughs> I think you can make a big deal about this. I look forward to seeing this on NXT TakeOvers because often it feels like the, the confirmation of some sort of rumor or, or sometimes some genuine surprise. I can't think of one that I didn't even know was in talks, but I'm sure it's happened. Yeah. Uh, I look forward to these things, so I think it was a miss. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Cooper's guitarist is, of course, a proud uh, Dutch family heritage. <laughs> we all know that last name. Uh, <laughs> but, but look at the card Cooper's here. guitarist. 
Christ. Exactly. <laughs> very, very beautiful name. Justin, we don't normally do it this way, but I feel like we have a lot to say about Chomp and Gargano. Can we start at the top of this sure. card? Yeah. Uh, because I think when we make some complaints about WWE, it's often because they're not doing a lot of things that they did do in this feud. And I think uh, as much as we'll bitch about it sometimes, it's important to really compliment when they do the good stuff. Because there was just a lot of classic professional wrestling in every step of this feud, don't you think? Yeah, I mean, it's long-term storytelling with a clear direction that even was offset by a long-term injury, yep. and they were still able to kind of perfectly navigate. Well, and they wove it in, which exactly. I think was so magical about it. I mean, it's it's funny because everything about what the finish was, like a, the, the good guy getting his revenge and doing it in a way where he was a pure person also by yeah. not wanting to go for the kill yeah. and try to, like, give his friend this, like, opportunity at redemption. Uh, and he still ultimately comes out on top. And that's what should happen. A baby face should come out on top. But when we're talking about your job is on the line and when your job is an NXT, you know, it doesn't seem like it's the greatest reward to yeah. get your NXT job back. So... I think we were all expecting the coronation of this new devil heel at yeah. the very top of the card, and Champa and Gargano would take off to the main roster. So it's rare that we get a babyface, like, come from behind underdog victory, where in this era of professional wrestling, you are still genuinely shocked by the outcome. Didn't it illuminate how good actual heels are in wrestling? Like, this was my my major thought leaving a lot of parts this weekend, but but this match in particular, which is when Ciampa is coming out to no music, he's getting booed out the building, the crowd chants, you deserve it, when he takes that powerbomb onto the concrete. It just really reminded me that, like, as, as cool as heels can be, and, you know, you look at guys like Kevin Owens or certainly CM Punk during his run, like, heels, or even I think The Miz treads this territory, where it's like, these are bad guys who can get booze, but it doesn't feel like you're dying for them to lose. I really felt like that audience, and indeed the audience here in Studio Beard Hell 5 Saturday night, wanted Tommaso Ciampa to lose. And that, that helps Johnny Gargano so much. I think so much of that, though, is tied to how good of a babyface Johnny Gargano Without is. Without question. Because, like, what has Ciampa done as, as a heel other than attack a guy we love, you know? I guess that's true. So yeah. you need just as much investment in a babyface like Gargano to have that effect. I'm not saying that you're wrong. No, no, I agree. It has to be both sides of the coin. No, yeah, no so, question. So it's, it's, you know, storytelling that is often lacking on both sides of the equation on the main roster. Oh, well, we, yeah. don't, we don't get a lot to root for on the babyface side because nobody has really compelling motivations or any motivation at all other than, I'm just a nice guy or whatever. Well, yeah, and I, not to linger on this too far, but when you contrast the main events of both shows, like think of Roman and Brock and what that heel-face dynamic is. I mean, you Brock Lesnar's presented as the heel, but he, he has some of the fan support, and Roman Reigns presented as the baby face, but doesn't really have the people in his wings, and you end up with a bit of a flatter match. And So uh, credit to everybody involved. I heard some people saying this was their match of the year, Justin. Is it in that tier for you? Uh, I don't think it surpasses Gargano almost yeah, as not a match for me. For me. Um just in terms of like that one delivering thrill after thrill after thrill. They are similar, though, in that there were a number of uh, false finishes that I completely bit off. <laughs> yeah, this had a lot of those. Uh, I, 
Not as many as Gargano Almas, though, probably. Yeah, no, I agree with that, but they're both in, like, a tier that I wish other matches were. Yeah, it's rare that, like, we're so cynical and have seen so much, Yeah, you know, at this point in our uh, wrestling fandom careers. It's really true. And I hate to say that, because, like, I don't want to be cynical about anything. But, no. like, you, you just, you've seen it before, it doesn't always grab you the same way the next time, right? It, it, it's rare that a match actually delivers that drama, and so far... Johnny Gargano is like two for two. Yeah, and I mean, you, you hit home on why Almas Gargano is so firmly my match of the year still, and, and it's it's for that reason. where Those moments where I'm not constructing the match in my mind and being like, oh, okay, I see what they're doing here. The moments where it's just like, holy Moses, and you're just following and along for the ride. That's always the best matches. But let, let's move along on the card here, Justin, because I feel like we could keep going on and on. But we both loved this, yes? Oh, yeah, big time. Uh, speaking of loved, boy, uh, the North American title could not have really got much better of an introduction to the roster, eh? It's probably the like the best curtain jerking match in history, maybe. I'd have to think of like great matches on placement, but when people said, "Oh, this is probably the best ladder match ever," I had no problem with people saying this. It, you know, you always got to see how things age, but my immediate feeling after watching that was, "Whoa, yeah, it's in that tier, right?" Yeah, I mean, God bless the ladies, but there was no following that match. No, nothing, I, nothing could follow that match. I felt bad because you sort of knew that was where they were going to put the women. It's just like, how do you follow? You just saw everything. Yeah, um, no, just crazy spots from every guy involved. The fact that Ricochet's first match and or first move in WWE <laughs> right. is a springboard <laughs> shooting star to the outside that hits every guy is just like. Oh, what a perfect way to debut this guy. If you remember a couple of months ago, Justin, I, when they signed Adam Cole, I had sort of said that uh, I, I liked him, but I wasn't that familiar with him, and I was yet to You're see... You're still waiting for the match. Yeah, I, I leave Saturday thinking Adam Cole is, you know... The truth. The truth, man. I, still, like I said last takeover, that, that taunt is amazing, and you, know, you can argue maybe it makes for a shitty heel, which, you know... but. I mean, I really get it after Saturday, and I know I'm very late to that bandwagon, but you have to admit when you're wrong, and I thought he just shone so bright in this match uh, and was ultimately, I think, the rightful winner here. What, are you impressed by Adam Cole in this? Yeah, I'm glad that uh, ultimately it's uh, Undisputed Era who leaves with the belts as right. we kind of uh, chatted with Blake Murphy last week. Yeah, perfectly called it. Yeah, uh, it's a fun kind of wrinkle. And, of course, the fact that it's not Cole going to be holding the tag belts, as we'll discuss in just a moment, I think he was the right choice. I still think, though, that, like, EC3 and and Ricochet, like, could not have had better debuts. And, (laughs) good lord, Velveteen Dream comes out looking like a million bucks as well. I bought a shirt yesterday. I mean, that elbow is a shirt seller. He climbs up top there. I knew he wasn't going to win after he did that, but I I thought he looked great. I mean, what what else could you say? Everybody really did great. Even the Lars Sullivan, Killian Dane stare down where they did, like, two minutes on each other. I thought that was great, too. So I honestly was super impressed by Lars Sullivan in that match Definitely. as well. Uh, so uh, all credit to them. Uh, you just touched on it here, Justin. So, I, I, again, in terrible placement, but uh, Shayna Baszler winning the title this time off of Ember Moon by submission. What would you think of this? Um, I know that a couple months ago we talked about Ember perhaps being the wrong choice to win the title when she did because yeah. we'd already seen her lose to Asuka. Yep. And so it was like putting the belt on the second best person. Right. Um, so no one is worthy, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, ultimately, I think she was the right choice. Okay. Somebody, somebody for Shayna to like hunt down and kill basically yeah because that's what this feud was and it's the perfect way to graduate ember off of the show and build up Shayna at the same time as a legit killer who Uh, like is 
probably going to have at least a couple baby faces to run through over the next little while. Do we think it's Shayna Kyrie Sane yet? Oh, that's got to be the next thing. Yeah, that that feels right. You get excited about that? Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Uh, The tag titles, Justin. The Undisputed Era. Now, this was uh, Adam Cole doing double duty, teaming with, uh, I mean, Kyle O'Reilly was the man in this match. Let's just say that here. Against the Authors of Pain and the the team of Pete Dunne and Roderick Strong, who I thought had a shocking amount of chemistry for not having worked together, to my knowledge, before. Yeah. This was another great match, I thought. Uh, What did you think here? Uh, Tons of fun. Yeah. Yeah. And a, and a shocking finish once again. Yeah, did not. Uh, I really didn't see Strong joining Undisputed Era. That wasn't. Uh, did somebody on our WrestleMania House Party show call that? I think they uh, did. Uh, possibly. Was it Zeus? I just. I don't know. I. I just didn't see me neither. Like Roddy, especially being the guy who'd already said if anyone was going to join, I thought it might be Dunn. Pete Dunne. Of course. Yeah. Uh, ultimately, though, here, I think a really good call uh, all around. Roddy Strong and Kyle O'Reilly seem like they're or, and, uh, are going to be a fun pairing. And eventually you're going to get uh, a feud out of it of, between Strong and Cole or Strong and O'Reilly. So uh, I was into this choice, and I thought the match was great. Uh, I mean, not, you know how I feel about Roddy Strong. I don't really need yeah. to elaborate there. Well, as okay, quickly, as, as his biggest fan, what do we think of uh, bad guy Roddy Strong? Uh, I mean, I've been told... That a lot of his best work on the indies and in Ring of Honor is as a heel. Okay, cool. And I'm not, and I'm not super familiar with that. Sure. So I'm kind of intrigued by that alone. And I'm kind of intrigued by how he explains himself. And I'm kind of intrigued to see him like get some legit character development out of this. As we've talked about before, it's like the only way they know how to build you up as a character outside of like telling your real life story as a way to get babyface sympathy. Yep. Is to turn you heel and let you do cool things. Do you think this sets up the Undisputed Era versus uh, British Strong style? Will Dunn bring in uh, Wolfgang and Tyler Bate to give him a hand Ooh, for a six man? I could, I could totally get down with that yeah. as a new trios feud, basically. Yeah, I think that's kind of what they're pointing to. Dunn has reason, and Dunn needs a feud. So. Uh, yeah, and he he should be a bigger focus I, yeah. on NXT, and this for sure makes him one. Uh, before we be uh, remiss to exit the round without touching on Alistair, Alistair Black versus Andrade Cien Almas, uh, I think I liked this match a little bit more than you, Justin. Yeah, I mean, you're a huge mark for both guys. <laughs> it's true, yeah. I am, I am also, but uh, I think my love of like Gargano Ciampa or just how into that story I was right. outweighed uh, this one. And I also didn't think it was as good of a match as... Uh, as the last NXT title match either. So. No, definitely not. And I, I would. I certainly don't think this is in that tier. I, I, I honestly think... don't even know if I liked it as much as I liked Adam Cole versus Aleister Black. Is that right? Well, I, I think that I would say those are about equal. They're, but they're I love that. They're completely different styles yeah. also. And, and I loved that Cole uh, Black and, match. And I too. think it's a huge testament to Black that he can do both of those things definitely. as well. And, and I really dug the whole Zelina Vega. Finally, she is the reason he lost the title. After all of these times of her being the reason that he keeps it, it comes back to cost him. And I thought this is uh, an interesting sort of wrinkle for, for Andrade. Yeah, though we are through both of the Raw and SmackDown after Manias, and I think we were both expecting Almas to appear on the main roster. Yeah. He's, we, we didn't get it. He's got to be on the super superstar shakeup next week, right? Uh, I mean, maybe. Oh, maybe there just wasn't time to debut him on SmackDown last night. Could be, or, or I hope they bring him up as like the hottest free agent. Yeah, because uh, like the guy has nothing left to prove. No, he is a clear star. Uh, I don't, yeah, I'm excited to see him have the belt no more, just to see where he goes from here. And that, I mean, I would assume it has to be. SmackDown? I would think so. Justin, can we get a letter grade from you? Uh, take over New Orleans. A. Yeah, I mean, I feel like such a moron. I think this is a shade worse than War Games. Yeah, like, I don't same. think it's the best takeover, but 
again, these things just deliver it's all the like time. Judging by quality of gold, right? <laughs> I wasn't saying. I don't agree with you. I totally agree with you. <laughs> I was saying. Ultimately, it's all gold in the end. <laughs> That's the justice. You. This is why we're the hashtag good friends. You know me. <laughs> Absolutely. Is, you can see right through it. Now, of course, in between rounds, we do play uh, some games every so often. That's true. And this week's uh, game uh, is making its big return. It is called Keep It or Kick It. Oh, I love Keep It or Kick It, Justin. I and love of it. of course, you love it even more lately now that I'm putting the list together and you get to answer. <laughs> I do like it more now. <laughs> we're going to get right into that right now. Uh, Justin, just to if you may not have listened before, Keep It or Kick It is a, uh, uh, you create a list. I say if I like something, I want to keep it. If I hate something, I want to kick it. Yeah, and this is basically almost an entirely uh, Superstar Shake-Up inspired edition of Keep It or Kick It. Book ended by two championship questions. Oh, okay. All right. A hot start and a hot finish, much like NXT TakeOver New Orleans. Okay, let's go. Carmella having a lengthy run, like six months, I'm talking. Ooh. Uh, kick it. Naomi going to Raw. Keep it. Becky going to Raw. Keep it. Charlotte going to Raw. Kick it. Daniel Bryan going to Raw. Kick it. Dolph Ziggler going to Raw. Uh, what's the option for... Like, I also <laughs> don't want him on SmackDown. Nuclear yeah. option? <laughs> uh, I guess he seems to not get on TV on SmackDown, so keep it. Dolph Ziggler to NXT. Uh, yeah, uh, keep it, sure. Mojo Raleigh to Raw. Kick it. The Usos to Raw. Keep it. Brizango to Raw. Ooh, uh, uh, kick it. Jinder Mahal to Raw. Keep it. Rusev Day to Raw. Uh, kick it. Riot Squad broken up by the shakeup. Uh, yeah, keep it. New Day broken up by the show. Oh, shake sorry, up. sorry. Riot Squad? Yeah. I was thinking Absolution. Sorry. Uh, keep Riot Squad together. Kick it. Okay. New Day broken up by the shakeup. Kick it. Big E solo run. Uh, as long as they don't break up, keep it. Kofi solo run. Keep it. Xavier solo run. Kick it. <laughs> <laughs> Gallows and Anderson to SmackDown. Keep it. Seth Rollins to SmackDown. Oh, big keep it. Dean Ambrose returns to SmackDown. Hell yeah, keep it. Andrade Cien Almas debuts on SmackDown. That's a tricky one, man. Um, where would you rather see him? Uh, probably on the opposite show as like... Miz, and I'd like to see him on the same show as Rusev. So yeah, now that Rusev is babyface, I think those two like mirror each other so well. I get that. Yeah, Miz Bryan has to happen on SmackDown, but I don't want him on the same show as Miz. So. I also feel like you can milk that for a long time. Like that's a feud you can go to yeah. way down the road. So I'll say uh, kick it. I'm trying to raw as well. Oscar to SmackDown. Kick it. Uh, Titus Worldwide to SmackDown. Keep it. Bobby Lashley to SmackDown. Kick it. Samoa Joe to SmackDown. Kick it. That's why I kept Lashley there. <laughs> uh, Bailey to SmackDown. Uh, kick it. Sasha Banks to SmackDown. Kick it. Sonya Deville to SmackDown. Uh, keep it. Jeff Hardy to the SmackDown main event scene. Kick it. Oh. Jeff Hardy to SmackDown in general. Keep it. Matt and Bray win the tag belts. Uh, off the yeah yeah keep it. And that is keep keep it or it kick it. it. Yeah, I think I think we're, we've sort of learned at this point. Let's have Bray Wyatt in groups. Yeah, as a, no, let's have Bray Wyatt be a babyface. Yeah, yeah. Something that we were teased with with both The Rock and Roman Reigns back to back nights at WrestleMania oh, yeah, right. and the Raw after Mania two years ago. Yeah, and then he got injured, and they were like, "Well, forget about that," and the character stalled out again. What people like about this, I think, other than Bray just being goofy and him being a naturally charming performer, yeah, is that we are seeing. A progression and change and development in a character 
that makes sense also for that character. Yeah, a lot like, and I'm sure we'll talk about Nakamura coming up here in the, the next round, but it feels like a weight's been lifted off their shoulders and they're flying. When they when him and Matt Hardy did the wonderful oh, yeah. together, I'm that ruled. Who yeah. wouldn't like that? All right. Well, let's carry on talking about this because this happened on Raw. And of course, that's what we're talking about in, in round, round number two. two. Round two. Fight. <laughs> Justin, you know what I love after a weekend away? Well, I don't know what. I love going home. Yeah? Yeah. And, uh, wow, what a terrible one. I said go home. I meant raw after. Yeah. You know uh, how I felt when I woke up on Monday morning? <laughs> Tell me. A little raw after mania. <laughs> <laughs> Much better. There Man, we go. How did I goof that so I have bad? no idea. What it was not great. It was a disaster. But we can't re-record it. We never would do that on this show. No. And, you know, uh, I wouldn't say it was... A disaster. It was. A, it kind of was what I was thinking it might be, but nothing more than that, which is my, <laughs> kind of what this Raw was also. If only everyone would have that same level of expectation for me. <laughs> it sort of delivered roughly what I expected, a little below average. But, like, that's kind of what this Raw was, right? I'm still trying to segue here. Yeah, it was, it was a, that's a good segue because, <laughs> yeah, I, I felt like this Raw was <laughs> – this is going to sound like such a compl- uh, dumb, overpicky complaint, but it was how I felt. I didn't feel like there was enough of Monday Night Raw on Raw this week. No, there was not a lot of wrestling and almost no angles. Yeah. And we're in a weird place where they're setting up two shows at the same time. That's right. Uh, every time they do this, they announce Superstar Shake-Up. It's tricky because you can't really launch anything. I guess oh, I guess was... in that way, they're building three shows at the same That's time. That's right. Exactly. Superstar Shake-Up, Backlash... And the greatest but, Royal Rumble in Saudi Arabia. Oh, man. Jeddah. Maybe we should just get a, that out of the way at the top of this round, this uh, greatest Royal Rumble. Yeah. Uh, okay, so it does look great. The card it's looks really fun. good. Friday morning. And, and it's n- exactly what I said. You know, like two weeks ago, three weeks ago, maybe a month ago. Yeah. I talked about wanting the return of these network specials. Yeah. Uh, some special network content outside of pay-per-views, basically. Yep. And this is that. Mm-hmm. It's like a glorified house show. Yep. But it's also like WrestleMania 34 and a half at the same time. It really feels that way. Let's just talk about the main event here for a second because it got announced on Raw. Uh, steel cage. Uh, Brock and Roman for the belt in a steel cage. We into this? Oh, I don't know. So much of the fun of their matches has been like the the stuff that goes on outside the ring. Yeah. Like, that's what I associate most with both of their matches. It's not a lot of in-ring action. That, uh, yeah, this is... Uh, this might be a tough one, but also, do we think Roman is finally going to get the win here? Yeah, I do. Uh, I think Roman wins in, in Saudi Arabia. Now, again... There's for- been, like, they are doing a great job of floating out all kinds of misinformation yeah. about Brock's contract. That's right. Because some people are saying it's a month, and it's going to end as soon as the Saudi Arabia thing is done, that it was one more date, and he'll lose there instead. Mm-hmm. Some people are saying it's a year, and he gets to go to UFC at the same time. That's what seems to be most prominent, is it's the full year, but he ha- he gets one UFC fight, right? Probably in December against the winner of Stipe Miocic versus uh, Which, of Dan course, Cormier. he still needs to be open to testing, but not uh, doing UFC for like six months he, yes. as part of his suspension. So that makes sense that he would be looking to be paid by WWE in the meantime. Once again, the smartest man in the game That's playing shrewd, both sides against themselves. He's a sneaky, shrewd dude when it comes to business dealings, eh? Yeah, but I mean, do you? what do you think of that rumor that they changed the finish on Sunday in the main event just so 
Roman would get a better reaction uh, you can from call Saudi me, Arabian fans. You can call me jaded. I never buy that shit. I just can't imagine in uh, something that has as much money and planning going into it as WrestleMania that they would just change the result of it on a whim because Roman wasn't getting quote-unquote over. This this is what I heard. It's like sound escapes through the top of a dome in an open stadium anyway. Like I doubt that's where they would judge crowd reactions. Like this, that's the moment they stopped the Roman Reigns push. Yeah. Like it's been four exactly. years. Did you not notice that he wasn't getting that reaction in the last <laughs> three years straight? Yeah, this, this was like pockets of love for Roman, but not as any sort of general trend. So no, I don't know. What do you think? Do you think? It's just weird because like I don't understand who could possibly still be down with this storyline. Yeah. It's like all we wanted was for it to end so that we could just <laughs> rip the fucking band-aid. This does feel like the worst timeline. Like it's like Oh my god, he's because if he would have just lost, all good in the hood. Now somebody has to rise, maybe Andrade, somebody who ha- or Brian, somebody of this crop who ha- who was in that uh, Extreme Rules against him. I, not Extreme Rules, sorry. The um, I don't remember, but Brock, Braun, Joe, the, Roman, the, like Fatal Five Way. That's right, yeah. And he ran Finn Balor. He would have run through all of those guys except for Bray, I suppose. And Finn, he never got that. Finn oh right, match. and Finn, but but sort of beat the upper echelon of that crop of guys. And then you introduce somebody. But it's just fucking Roman Reigns again? This time in a steel cut? What has Roman Reigns done and to deserve this? And they did this, this? Like, shoot promo that was terrible. Awful. That was like... Awful. Oh, oh, so this turns out everybody thinks he's leaving for UFC, right? And oh. then he signs a contract the very next day. What's going on with that? Vince McMahon thinking about his golden boy again. And then I get a title match. And I don't even find out about it except on Twitter. Yeah. And I don't want this match. It's like, okay, well, you lost yesterday, clean. Yes. And you just got a rematch for no reason. And this is upsetting to you? Well, and this is frustrating for me, not because, first of all, you are 100% right. What the fuck did he do to deserve this rematch? Like, explain (laughs) to me why he's fighting for the title in three weeks. He just lost, clean. Like, there was no... The people of... uh... Saudi Arabia demanded. <laughs> it was but, part of the conditions for working the, the show over there. No women, and Roman is in the main event. Well, I mean, they sound like my least favorite type of people then. Uh, I'll say this. Uh, I don't like it because I am uh, a man, I think you too, love Samoa Joe. You are a man indeed. <laughs> uh, but I think we both share a love for Samoa Joe. Yes. This puts him in a super wonky spot where he has to feud with Roman Reigns for two weeks, but we already know Roman has a title match. And Roman... But, but then maybe Joe gets the title match after that because Roman wins it. But they can't really have Roman lose and then go face Brock for the title, can they? The, 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 again? Like the, I mean, they can't have him lose to Samoa Joe. No, but the, but the Joe match is after. Okay, so you have him. So then the Joe match. Because, yeah, this, this Saudi Arabia thing is in like two weeks. Right, it's the week before Backlash. And Backlash is in a month. I just sort of assumed this would be uh, something to blow off on Raw before the Royal Rumble. But no, it, I seems, hope... it seems like, to me, Roman's probably going to win the title in Saudi Arabia. Yeah. And then his first defense is Where if Joe. I'm to believe you, he'll be accepted <laughs> like never before. Yeah, he'll just be beloved like no one has as ever pe- seen before. As people chant, no women here, no women here, the coronation of Roman Reigns will be very poetic. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, fuck you, Saudi Arabia. <laughs> I, do, fuck, you, I fucking hate this show. I know. It, it's so frustrating that the card's so good. Cause it's like, guys, how, how can you be preaching about this women's revolution and then still go and do this? Making but, a billion dollars from Saudi Arabia. But I digress. I'll still watch it. So what yeah. does that say about me as a person? I mean, that's maybe something I'll need to explore. Yeah, and also, what a weird thing where John Cena was, like, screaming at The Undertaker for a million years. Yeah. And then Rusev just gets a match with him. (laughs) 
Because <laughs> they could have just booked it at any time if they felt like it. Justin, this drove me mental. In my other wrestling chat yesterday, I was just losing my mind. You're going to do an entire feud where you can't get Taker out of retirement. But now that he's back, no problem. I'll fly to Saudi Arabia for a casket match with Against Rusev. Rusev. What the hell? Yeah. Ugh. All right, let's talk but about... But I guess this is just what he does now. He's back out of yeah. retirement to bury... Beloved baby faces. <laughs> yeah, boy, that, that really gets my juices going. <laughs> um, briefly, this tag title tournament to face the bar yeah. after the Greatest Royal Rumble. I think there's a good idea. What do you think? Yeah, I think it's a great thing. I I will say I changed my mind on Nicholas in a big way. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we talked about how disappointed we were that there was no surprise, or yeah. I did anyways. Yeah. Uh, like That was something that we were really keyed in on in the build-up to this was like, mystery partner. It's going to be someone good. Yeah, Dean Ambrose, Samoa Joe, all these fun uh, All names. these dream things. And like I still think it might have been the best thing for the division in the end to put together like an all-star Haas team and yep. have them go head-to-head with Authors of Pain. It, it re-legitimizes the Raw tag scene. But maybe they're going to do that anyways just by basically hitting a reset button altogether. And I did think the segment this week with Braun and Kurt and Nicholas <laughs> in the back was like genuinely outstanding. It really Super was. hilarious. It's weird, Justin, because I, I, I try to be consistent in my logic, right? I like to do that. And, and generally speaking, I hate when belts are vacated. I think it really hurts divisions. I think it's a bad thing to do. But Nicholas, he's in fourth grade. I mean, this for some he's reason. prior engagements. I've given them the old Josh Custodio get out of jail free card. I'm not bothered by this for some reason. I guess because it's back on the bar and losing to Braun and doesn't look, mean anything. And now you have a tournament. Like 10 years, eight years down the road when Nicholas graduates from <laughs> high school. <laughs> yeah. He's coming back. Do you think so? I Well, I don't know. They'll probably just forget about it. But. If in eight years' time, Braun is still like a big deal in the company, that and they off. do bring Nicholas back, and they go for the tag belts, it would be the greatest thing in the world. It would be unbelievable. I would go legit nuts for it. Uh, you touched on them here, Justin. What did you think of the author's debut? Author's of Pain coming up from NXT. Uh, they break away from Paul Ellering, which is kind of coincidental, because we were talking during Saturday's show about how they don't really need him anymore. Yeah. I, I, I mean, it's interesting, because what is Paul Ellering? I'm not saying... I think he's great for the act. I like the he's, look. He's got a great presence. Yes. And he, like, especially when they debuted, just the presence of Paul Ellering helped them feel legitimate. Of course. But now we know they're legitimate. And yeah. maybe the main roster doesn't know that, and they do lose something by not having him there but i wonder if it's just his not wanting to do the travel all the time i feel like that has to be it doesn't it i I mean i don't is there any sort of rumors or anything about i I feel like he's how old is paul ellering i mean he's gotta be an older guy yeah i wouldn't want to be on the road 300 days a year with these guys even if you're not doing the house shows like just showing up every monday somewhere that's you know yeah be be hard to get me interested i really liked the gear they came out in here the i like the authors when they have these masks i think they look badass and you know storming and uh very good stuff i'm excited to see where they go do you think they put the belts on them here do they win this tournament take them off the bar or Uh. i suppose win them uh, the vacated ones with the bar um are they in the tournament oh no i guess they're not they'll be the first challengers then. yeah they have to be the first challengers that's kind of what i was thinking would be the match at uh backlash are they just gonna storm who, who will win then it'll have to be baby oh i guess the matt and bray then that's who i'm hoping for it's kind of a weird match authors of pain and yeah it is very strange the bar is probably a better match yeah i think that's uh but i do want bray and matt to win the gold so bad i know it's very tough yeah i'll be curious to see what they do there because i really feel like you could go you could go either way i mean matt and bray win their match against uh titus worldwide 
And they looked very good in the ring for two guys who individually do not always look that good in the ring. No, you could tell they were really giving her hell there. Uh, but just energized like by each other also. Yeah. Probably, you got to think there's like, uh, you know, it's fun for Bray. Like you had touched on there. He's been doing the exact same thing for a very long time. And while this isn't wildly different so far, it's, it's at least a new wrinkle. And that's got to be you know, energizing for him. And like, like it would be anybody else. We, as a crowd, it's like Rusev, right? It's exactly like Rusev. Yep. We've wanted to embrace this guy for so Forever. long. Forever. For so long. Do you remember when he won the title at Elimination Chamber? What a huge pop that was. Everyone was thrilled. And yeah. I really thought that was going to lead to something. And I'm glad he's held the belt, but uh, it's not enough. Well, there was a rumor before he won it that the plan was for him to have the belt for a long time. I wonder if they turned him babyface at that point instead of kept up the heel thing against Orton if that could have been a sustained run. Yeah, I think that's going to be a good what if going forward because I think it could have looked differently. Because like, what if he just didn't lose to Orton at Mania? Yeah, I guess he that's... a big win at WrestleMania and like, turn him face. I fucking love the guy. Yeah, I think that You know that I always have. Yeah, no question. Justin, I think we'll touch on Paige in the SmackDown round, including her retirement here just because uh, it helps complete the story for SmackDown. So I yep. want to talk about uh, No Way Jose. Yeah, uh, well, let's do all the debuts right okay, now. Okay, sure. we got three minutes here. Oh boy, go. Uh, Bobby Lashley. Oh, <laughs> whoa, Again, yeah. Here's the thing, though. One of the th- reasons that this didn't feel like Raw so much as just like, Surprise-a-thon, 2016 or 18, it really whatever did, year yeah. it was. Yeah, it was 2016 <laughs> on Monday, I think. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, there was no – we're not getting any angles for these guys. It's just the introduction of them being here. Right. That Jeff Hardy is back, that Bobby Lashley is back, that uh, No Way Jose got a call-up. Look, I like No Way Jose. I said it when we went to the house show last year. It's a great act to open up shows. Bingo. It yep. gets the crowd so into it. He could be like Mr. Pre-Show for his whole career, and that would not be a bad thing because like it gets the energy in the building going so well. Dude, if you're not a if you're a wrestler who isn't a total mark, it's like the best gig ever. You're gonna have a job for ages. You're not gonna have to take anything brutal, and the crowd's gonna love you for you're gonna open every house show for eight years. And you get to get changed immediately and watch the rest of the show from the back. Yeah, I I, I thought uh, I was kind of surprised he didn't get a bigger pop here, but what are you gonna do? Same I for Ember that, Moon. I felt that was a key thing throughout the show. Like yeah. I said to you in the group chat, it yeah. seemed like when Ember came out that like instead of popping the people who knew who she was like turned to the people next to them and were like that's Ember Moon from NXT yeah. like uh, they literally showed a guy in the front row when she came out doing exactly that do we know what Lashley's schedule is here is he a full time I think he's back full time oh man are you excited for Bob Lashley yeah because he's I think like I've even just seen one match and it was at Slammiversary yeah him and Del Rio last year it was awesome it was awesome and I hate Del Rio yeah if you're ever bored, him and EC3 was really good, too. Um, Lashley, I'm interested in because, first of all, Elias is a huge dude. Just yeah. as an aside, like, Lashley didn't dwarf him. Him holding him up for that long was Lord, nuts. Lord almighty. That got, that alone, what a way to introduce someone. Just lift a giant in the air for, what, 20 seconds? It was crazy. Insanity. And there's no one that I don't want to see him go against. I'd see Lashley versus Roman. I'd see Lashley versus Joe. That's I'd see Lashley versus, like, Balor. There's nobody that you – like, I think I've heard a lot that his work in NXT, or rather uh, in uh, WWE. 
in impact rather over oh. the last like three years is at a way higher level in the ring than he ever showed in WWE before. So he's coming back in a similar way to Drew McIntyre, where like yeah, it's cool to have this guy back, but he's also way better than you ever knew him before in WWE. And how do we think Ember does on the main roster? I think pretty well. She's very cool, and yeah. I think like that finish is always amazing to see. Yeah, I love the one to the floor on NXT was great too. Incredible stuff. Oh, that was a good 15 minutes. Sure was, bud. Oof. Uh, Justin, uh, you know, call the people. I need I need the people here for this one. Do you see them? Do you Gather have them? around, people. Do it's you... time for your segment. It is the people segment, Justin. It is Sunday Night Tweet. And Justin, what 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 is Sunday Night Tweet? Each and every week, you scour the internet for uh, the best tweets, as you see them anyways. Yep. Uh, from anyone on the active WWE roster, whether that's... The funniest or weirdest or most out of character tweets, and I, with almost no hints, though sometimes little. you do give me a, a, a dog bone here and there, <laughs> uh, I am supposed to guess who wrote the tweet. Let's jump right on in, Justin, with the first one here. All right, let's do it to it. Watch your back, Nicholas. Watch your back, Nicholas. No hashtags, no nothing. Watch your back, Nicholas. Probably somebody in the tag division. Great guess, correct. Probably somebody maybe even who lost the match to Nicholas in the first place. I might guess that it is, in fact. I don't think it is this person. I was going to say Cesaro. <laughs> it's probably somebody funnier like Scott Dawson or something. But, um, no, you know what? I'll go with Scott Dawson. Justin, you were so close and yet so far away because it is Scott Dawson's partner in crime. Dash Wilder. Dash See, Wilder. This has happened before. I never give Dash any credit. He's a great Twitter follower. Maybe Dash. I should follow him. I, I would recommend it, Justin, but I would also recommend listening to tweet number two here, which reads as follows. I, I just got to read this one verbatim. Okay, so just fair. I'm reading this verbatim. Doug's way trendy haircuts. I'm into it. Doug's? That's dogs with trendy haircuts. I'm way into it. That can only be one man. Who's that man? It's the Scottish Supernova Noam Dar. It is the Scottish Supernova Noam Dar. Is he injured? I don't know, but he is quite the dog lover. I'll tell you that. A lot of his tweets uh, about dogs lately. So uh, I miss him. I miss him too. Yeah, let's, let's see a little more of the Scottish Supernova. Also, let's see another tweet here, which reads as follows. Is it still hashtag Rusev Day? Is it still... Hashtag Rusev Day. That's right. This is somebody wondering if uh, if Rusev Day has ended or if indeed it is still Rusev Day. Um, just because he does a nice call and response with the crowd. Yeah, I think that it might be. Uh, it might be Aiden English because that's like his thing lately. Right. right? It's like saying what day is it? Yeah. And what the crowd lets him know? Which I love, by the way. So maybe it's somebody like that. Like, just asking for uh, positive reaffirmation when they know it's Rusev Day. That could be, yeah. So somebody not genuinely wondering if no, indeed it was Somebody Rusev. who knows that it is and wants everyone to say, yes! I think that's, uh, well, hey, yeah, there and you If go. they're saying yes, they're probably in the crowd for SmackDown, which is the show that Rusev is on. And so I'm going to say it's Rusev. I don't know how you got there, Justin, <laughs> but indeed it is not Rusev. Did you just know, like, I don't do Aiden English on here? He does not have a good Twitter. No. Yeah. Oh, you just guessed Rusev. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, it is Rusev. Yeah. That's, it is not Aiden English. It's, it's not Aiden English. You were two for three. Not the minstrel. It is Rusev himself. Yeah. No, Rusev's Twitter is very funny. That's why I changed it up at the mm, end. Nicely done. I've picked some Aiden English tweets before, I think. I do. He. 
it's like very when hit I've or done miss. it for you. There you go. Yeah. Justin, the fourth tweet of this week, reads as follows. And really, this one could have been in my number five slot this week. But uh, <laughs> that one there is very good also. Much like the sky being blue, Anthony Bourdain's TV show always manages to excite my travel-weary mind at the prospect of exploring more of the world. Wow. Would you like me to read it again? Yeah. Much like the sky being blue, Anthony Bourdain's TV shows always manage to excite my travel-weary mind at the prospect of exploring more of the world. What a, like... Romantic tweet. It's very nice. I loved it. Like I, lo- I said, this could have been. I love the thought process. You know, and beyond just like uh, just like uh, praising Anthony Bourdain or whatever. No, they're on the road. They're tired. You'd think they couldn't look forward to travel, but uh, this tweeter watches Anthony Bourdain. It gives now, a little tweet number four. Last. Usually every week is a is a lady. It is not this week. Oh, okay, uh, but tweet number five might be, and that might be why the the four and five are split this week. Okay. Mm. Hmm. Who do I think is like smart enough to write a tweet like that? And I don't even know why I'm saying it's so smart. It's just no, like, hang on. It's outside of the norm, you know? This is someone who tweets things that do sound something like a philosopher. I would say not often, but more than any other active member of the WWE roster. Okay, I think I know who it is. Who is it? I think it's Alistair Black. Oh, Justin, he also does this shit. I feel like I misled you. That is a great guess because Alistair Black does this, but it is not Alistair Black, Justin. It's the returning Samoa Joe. Oh, damn. Hell yeah. Yeah, Samoa Joe watching a little Anthony Bourdain and getting the wanderlust. Hell yeah, Joe. I'm all about it. Justin, it's time for the fifth tweet this week, which you mean no means it is my favorite tweet of the week. It is your favorite tweet of the week. And it comes after, tweeted immediately. I was on Twitter watching Raw Live, and this person tweeted immediately after the Revival's victory over the club and wrote, Hell yeah! Hashtag clink me. Hashtag say yeah. Hashtag forever the Revival. And they wrote this as soon as the match was over. Correct, Justin. So it couldn't be either member it of the Revival. It is not a member of the Revival. In fact, it's a lady. It's a lady who loves the Revival. Clink me. Say yeah. Forever the Revival. Forever the Revival. Uh, is it Sasha? It is not Sasha, Justin. It is a woman worming her way into my heart. Join in the top, guys. It's Peyton Royce. Peyton Royce. Peyton Royce, a fan of the top guys, and honestly, who among us isn't? Of course. Yeah, no, I can't blame her. And, uh, of course, you don't need any more reasons to be a fan of Peyton Royce either, I I, think. I have a few already. (laughs) Uh, Justin, why don't we uh, go from there? At least two big ones. (laughs) Right into (laughs) round number three. (laughs) I didn't say that. (laughs) Round three. Fight. Yes, 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 Justin. Uh, SmackDown Live also had a, a, a quote-unquote Aftermania episode this week, and again, branded as such. And a genuine main event that seemed like the cap-off main event of the entire week, basically. I, it's so funny, Justin, because I'm going to sound like such a hypocrite here, because I always say, don't give it away, don't advertise. They should have absolutely advertised on Raw that this match was happening on SmackDown. Very much so. How the hell are you not going to let me build a little bit of anticipation for Daniel Bryan going one-on-one with the, a phenomenal AJ Styles. I think they just assumed that you would assume that there's going to be some surprises on the show anyways. Right. So you're going to tune in for that no matter what. But even then, it seems like one of those things where it's like, announce the match for next week maybe? Yeah. And give me something different tonight? Because like, on a show where Carmella cashes in and we get all this fun stuff, like 
you don't need to give away everything. At the no. same time, it was a Schmaz finish, which I think we all predicted anyway. Yeah. I don't think anyone thought like Brian was making AJ tap on SmackDown. But what a great match it was anyway. Oh, man. Is that where we should start here? Sure. Yeah, might as well. Uh, you know, it's funny because when I see a, a TV match booked for some guys, this actually happened last year with Zayn and AJ. I think they went uh, one-on-one twice last year on SmackDown Live. Never a pay-per-view match, though. And when I see a TV match announced between two guys I really like, you know, you get a little hype, but your expectations are generally thinking, you know, there's going to be a schmoz, or it's not going to be clean, or they're only going to go eight minutes, or, you know, your expectations aren't there. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say this was, you know, NXT TakeOver main event worthy, or even really pay-per-view worthy for these two guys, but I thought this, for a TV match, was really fun. I was into this match in a pretty big way. Big time. You know, and I think that's just a quality that Daniel Bryan is going to have yeah. <laughs> going forward, like, forever, honestly. Like, eh. It's like, think about when Shawn Michaels came back. And I'm kind of talking out my ass a little bit here because that's part of my blind period. Sure, I'm but I can remember this. Aware, yep. But I have heard, and maybe you can confirm, that when he came back, he was like working at a much higher level than he did prior. And part of that was he was able to work the knowledge of Smarter. his injuries mm-hmm. into the psychology of his matches as well. So people would be genuinely concerned about him while he's also working smarter to not aggravate those injuries as much as he otherwise would have. I, I wish I could confirm that because I'm not even sure if I've just like read that so much that that's just become the narrative in my mind. And I think we all know how great the second half of his career is. But it does make sense that you would come back and for years off the shelf, in Daniel Bryan's case and maybe Shawn Michaels off also, dying to get back in there, that you might plan you know, you might be, if I said, Justin, you can't do a podcast for even a year. Mm-hmm. By the time you came back to doing that podcast, you would you would have such a clear vision of what you want to do. You'd have been thinking yeah, about maybe it. maybe I should take a year off. Uh, maybe off of the other <laughs> one. But, uh, um, <laughs> uh, but I, I thought, boy, a weird side effect of Daniel Bryan coming back off of an injury that I didn't really see coming, and maybe I should have, is every time this guy hits the mat, I am cringing and into it. Well, yeah. The, the offense feels so real. Like, with Shawn Michaels, it's a neck thing or a back thing. Yeah, and like, back. Like, it's so rare. I mean, it's not entirely rare. We've seen probably the Young Bucks' last several matches have all focused on selling the back. Right. But it's not something that you take abuse to, like, move to move. That's right. Daniel Bryan's is a head thing. <laughs> Almost every move... <laughs> is some level of impact to the head. <laughs> oh, my god! And, like, gosh. AJ doing the forearms or, like, the springboard forearm to the outside, like, every single point of contact is the head. Yeah. And you're always going to be concerned about Daniel Bryan every single time. Well, and that, like, I don't know what you'd call it, a turn superplex from the, the top that they, they did at the end of the match? Where yeah, it looks yeah. like Bryan, AJ comes down on his head. Oh, my God, yeah. I mean, I, I was here watching with uh, Brock and Matt after practice and just, like, Oh my lord, like, are, are they okay? Like, this, oh man. And I, then you realize immediately that this is exactly what was supposed to happen. Of course. And I just got worked so bad that the excuse that they came up with to keep both of these guys down for the run-in is so compelling that I'm genuinely concerned about both of them. Which just speaks to the level these guys are operating on, Absolutely. Right? So, I mean, you can see that spot and still not feel like, oh my god, somebody's going to kill Daniel Bryan. Whereas if you saw, let's say, Mojo Rawley wrestling Daniel Bryan and them going for that spot. I'd be like... <laughs> Somebody's gonna die. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I thought this match, for as much as a Schmoz TV match could deliver, did deliver, and that's really cool. I think. Uh, and like you said, it felt very this can cap mania weekend. You know, if, absolutely. If, if NXT tonight is one of these clip shows, well, yeah. They... I mean, we talked about Raw not feeling like a show. 
SmackDown to me very clearly felt like a show. Yeah, I liked SmackDown last night a lot. I yeah. thought it was I thought it was really good. Can we? I, I'm working in sort of all over the place order last night. But did you watch Naomi versus Natalia? I did. Yeah. Did you think Naomi was like weirdly good in this match? I did, considering we've spent the last like <laughs> month talking shit about. How I felt she, like an idiot. How she doesn't have it anymore. I was like I'm not saying this match was any sort of classic or anything, but I was like, oh god, okay, here we go. I thought Naomi looked awesome. That that split moonsault can kind of go either way sometimes, but I thought the the vertical was good on it. Those kicks always look like shit, but what are you going to do? I thought Naomi looked really good in this match, and I think she's going to go to Raw, and I think they're going to give her a bit of a push that she might deserve. I totally agree. Like, this felt like a chapter closing on her SmackDown story, basically. Yeah. Like, beating her, her bully, basically, which mm-hmm. is sad that this is where she's at as far as, like, pecking orders and storylines go. Uh, Agreed. Given where, like the heights she had like a year and a bit ago, um, but yeah, I mean, I definitely think that giving her the trophy is a heater move, like yep. reheating her big time, uh, and that she's going to go to Raw and be a more featured player than she's been on SmackDown lately, which is good because she probably has a full like compelling roster of opponents to run through yes. over on that brand that she just doesn't have on SmackDown anymore. Well, I think people forget how long her reign was when she had the SmackDown title. It's st- I think stretches five or six pay-per-views. Like it's a, a while. So she has faced a lot of opponents. I mean, she she did what? 3 matches with Lana, maybe only 2. Like she was out of people to wrestle. Yeah. Um so so good for Naomi. Uh, a very woman-heavy show and we'll get to Carmella in a second here, but I'd like to touch on Paige given that she did open the show yep. here. Uh Paige for those of you who may not watch Monday Night Raw. Came and gave a pretty heartfelt uh, retirement speech on on Monday Night Raw, saying that she's no longer physically fit to to compete. I don't. I'm part. It didn't really connect with me. Yeah. Quite, and I don't know if that's just because we've known this for the, so long. Well, I think that must be it, right? Because Edges or Daniel Bryan. They're, and, all, they're all shocking and out of nowhere. Yeah, day of. And, like, if you p- pay attention to the business at all, beyond yeah. just what you see on TV, you've known about Paige's situation for probably, like, three months now. Even if you only pay attention to the TV, she came back with Absolution Wrestling and then just stopped and then, wrestling. And then became a manager. And, and said she couldn't enter the Rumble. So yeah. I think I think even the, the most casual of fans would have uh, figured it out. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, anyways, Paige comes out and uh, she's the new SmackDown Raw GM or uh, general manager of SmackDown. I liked it. Yeah, this I thought, works. I thought she was really good at it. Yep. I thought she kind of, uh, you know, one of the things that we've said often about Daniel Bryan is that he's so gifted at like melding his real life persona with the storyline things he has to say yeah i feel like Paige is probably good at that too you know in it, some ways yeah i think that's definitely true and and i think enough of her real life quote unquote is out there that people when she does bleed that in it's going to work really well yeah uh, i also thought gosh sometimes in pro wrestling you just need a little luck and when they did that uh she goes daniel bryan versus and they cheer for rusev day and then she goes versus and they go to aj styles and that's who the match is I feel like she was going to keep saying verses until they got to AJ. Totally. But that they got there right then. I thought this was a a very good start to her GM career, which I actually feel pretty optimistic about. Yeah, and the costuming, like, she still looked punky, but also business-like at the same time. She's a Hot Topic grown up. Exactly. (laughs) It's uh, baby's first real job. Exactly. It's it's very nice to see. Exactly. Uh, Do you share the sentiment she'll do pretty good in this role? I think so, and it's just, I'm like... I was nervous because uh, after Monday, it felt like goodbye, you know? Like, that felt like uh, I'm, I can't wrestle anymore, so I need to take time away from this. Yep. Because I can't be around it as a manager or whatever. Like, it felt like a real goodbye. So to bring her out the very next day, 
also kind of felt like a surprise. Oh, no question. Yeah, I, I did not see this coming. Did you have anybody floating in your mind when Shane was... Jeff Jarrett. Yeah, I, I had heard those rumors too, Jeff Jarrett. Boy, do I prefer Paige in this role to Double oh, J. absolutely. But again, like, Jarrett would be someone who would flip up the dynamic a little bit. Yeah, that's and true. And I think SmackDown having a heel GM... Though I don't know why Shane would hire a heel at the same time. Yeah, yeah. and I gotta say, I found the show refreshing not having any sort of authority arguing for a while. Yeah, we could probably do without that for a good. As much while. as I love Zayn and Owens, I'm I'm happy that it's not a Shane McMahon feud right now. Well, let's go there. Were you surprised that Zayn and Owens weren't on this show? I wasn't actually. I wasn't expecting them until your buddy there, or I should say Gil's buddy, Scott Stanford. I don't know if you guys got the same commercial to our American listeners, but they were advertising Zayn and Owens for uh, Montreal House Show. Uh, on no, it's uh, Raw and SmackDown are going to play Montreal back to back. Okay, it's that, and then there uh, maybe it's an Ottawa House show. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, but they they were advertising Zayn and Owens so on the SmackDown side. Yeah, so I wasn't expecting them last night just because I assumed it would be a packed show, and you save Zayn and Owens for the super down or the S- superstar shakeup. Page being a new GM though definitely gives them some space to re-enter Zayn and Owens into the equation. Is that how you think this goes? I, I just I don't know per se. Yeah. Anymore really? Okay. Uh, like I I have no idea where this goes. Obviously, like it was fun seeing them on Raw and Kurt's joke about TNA was excellent. But like, oh my goodness, we forgot to bring up that joke. Yeah, I mean there was two ways that that main event could have gone after that weird suplex top rope spot that killed both Brian and AJ, which was that Nakamura was going to interfere or Zayn and Owens could come out through the crowd and interfere as well. And I think it is it is the right choice that it is Nakamura, yeah. which let's talk about that, how good, even after just one night, <laughs> the Nakamura heel turn has been. I don't really know what to say. Like, I guess, like, he did that one promo backstage that seems like his English got... 10 times better or something. How much... It felt like a weight off of Nakamura's shoulders in a way I was not expecting. Did he not instantly, do you, seem improved? See, he felt a lot more relaxed. Yeah. And just like, yeah, getting to be an asshole. Yeah. And not have to have this weight of expectations of trying to win the crowd over. I mean, we're even talking about... like He managed to get, you know, emotion across through tenor of voice where he said, oh, sorry, no English. Yeah. Like, he fully understood how to deliver that line. Like, I, I just... Even before that, where, like, Renee is like, well, you're clearly being disingenuous. Imagine hearing Shinsuke Nakamura say anything and being able to be like, well, you're clearly putting this kind of emotion into what you're saying right now. Yeah. You know? It's... Like, the, it was like, you, you're, we're putting all of our effort into just making out what you're saying from one syllable to another that's right. basically that I forget emotion I just need to know what you're saying that's right and, and I think this this really uh, and I'm like does that sound racist because that I mean no it has been the case he's talking with a mouth guard and it's the same thing when Cesaro does yeah it. exactly no I don't think that's racist um, uh, what do you think they're going to do with his theme music Oh, change the entrance. Yeah, you, I don't. I don't know, man. I don't think he can have that song. I really don't. Not not it's or such like a, a great song though. That's the problem. <laughs> like people always be happy to see him as long. Could as they, they electrify it? Could they do the thing that they did with Alice Cooper's guitarist and put uh, like more electric guitar instead of violin? Would that make it like harder? Yeah, that seems like because I think the melody is too intricately tied to him. You think it's just like part of Shinsuke Nakamura. Absolutely. Yeah, that, that, I suppose that's true too. I'm really curious to see what they do because I just think if they keep it identical, he's going to keep getting huge pops because that, that's a great song. But at the same time, uh, I got to say, what 
like we have talked about how certain guys can take the Kinshasa super well and certain guys can't. Yep. The one thing that I will say about the end of that main event on Tuesday, <laughs> we finally got to see him hit it on AJ, and it might have been the best Kinshasa to date. What do you mean might have been? It probably was. On, on WWE? Yeah. It, what's The Ziggler one's the only other one I can think of. This was definitely – he knees not – I mean, you can talk about taking it, but it's pretty clear he just knees – AJ in the face there. Yeah. Like, he's been wanting to get out that Kinshasa for a while. It, seems. it was there, dope. There was some emotion was there. Spectacular. Justin, I think we've got to touch on sort of the centerpiece of SmackDown Live yesterday. Yeah, we do, we do. But I also loved, like, how over-the-top those low blows uh, were yeah. to the point where they looked like one-armed fireman's carries almost. There was one uh, still that really made it look like he was uh, way up there. Like, his, his, the inside of his, the crook of his elbow was at the nuts, and the yeah. hand was almost to the back. Yeah. I mean, he, this was the, the real real deal. Oh, yeah, it was great. Uh, and again, Nakamura doing the Zayn thing of just turning up some of his uh, tendencies and actions to supreme annoying levels is a good way to go for him. Exactly. Uh, Justin, the iconic duo. Let's talk about yeah, this. Yeah, they're now the iconic Probably Sorry, because yes. that's something that you can trademark, and iconic yeah, is not. You're probably but, right about you that. you know, name a more iconic duo. You can't. I'm, I'll wait. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. I thought it was a great debut. They were oh. perfect heels. Peyton Royce killed that promo talking about Charlotte thanking everybody. Yeah. The crowd just straight up applauded Absolutely, for her after. Absolutely, which, like, if you're Charlotte, has to be a very upsetting thing. Oh, for sure. I, I thought this was the strongest <laughs> performance of any call-up from Monday or Tuesday. Were you surprised that that was the only call-up we got on Tuesday? Not really. No, I shouldn't say that. I, I was I was expecting at least one more name. I was expecting them to save some stuff for the sh- superstar shakeup. Yeah. So I won't say I was shocked or anything, but I was expecting to see Amis here. Yeah. Uh, okay. Carmella cashes in on Charlotte awesome. after the the iconic duo. This was great. This was better than whatever prediction I had at Mania. This was the right thing to do. The crowd knew it was coming. I think you and I wasn't with you, but I assume you knew it was coming as soon as Peyton and uh, yeah, that, and that double power bomb, the one arm power bomb that they did. That doesn't look fun. It was awesome. Oh, it looked great. It, lo- it was the it was the suitable move to kill Charlotte for this cash. Yeah, if you have to have Charlotte beat Oscar and then drop the title the next night, this was a great way to do it. So much motion in that SmackDown Women's Tag Division. And right then now. Carmella's promo was amazing as well. Exactly what it needed to be. If I can just say one more thing. All right. One second of overtime here. I don't like it, but go ahead. I'll it, allow it. It is perfect because not only did we get a great character segment to establish Iconic as heels. Yep. But then they they killed Charlotte with a move that looked convincing enough to kill Charlotte that they are like physically imposing as well. Yeah. It, and it, the one thing that we always say about them is character trumps their ring, ring work, yep. and I would be happy for that not to be the case going forward. Yeah, it, it's going to be curious to see if they are just in tag matches against women or how they work that, you know what I mean? Yeah. Anyways, let's dive into that old Twitter mailbag, shall we? Yeah, what is, uh, Justin, this is a part of the show I really like. We uh, put out the call for questions, and uh, people respond. They always some really good stuff. So uh, maybe we'll dive in with the first one here. If you are ready. If you will. If you will. Our first question this week comes to us from the Johnson superfan, Blair Pachico. And Blair asks, uh, I think I think we know the answer to this one, Justin. It's a little depressing, but he asks, which wrestler would you be least surprised that he owns a Make America Great Again hat, a MAGA hat? Uh, can we say it together at the count of three? One, one two, two, three. three. 
AJ Styles. <laughs> yeah, Justin, I think I think that's the the correct one here. Least and surprised. That's, yeah. Does that hinder you getting into AJ at all? Do you think? I mean, it was kind of a bothersome thing to see that crowd reaction shot during the Kid Rock. I still speech. haven't seen it. it, it it's as I understand it. Uh, Kid Rock makes a joke about body slamming. Wanting to body slam liberals. He says, they asked me not to get political tonight, which is too bad because I'd love to body slam some liberals. Okay. And then they cut to the crowd where Kurt Angle, AJ Styles, I think like one of the backstage girls, like Kathy Kelly maybe. Okay, yep. Uh, Who else? Uh, Baron Corbin, they're all just like laughing it up, but AJ especially looks like it's the funniest <laughs> fucking thing he's ever seen. He's in just lying. And in the background are the two Singh brothers. Those Bollywood boys are just like looking on with disdain and disgust. Well, that makes me love him even more. Uh, yeah, Vancouver represent. Good. Justin, want to hit me with a little question? Yeah, this one comes to us from at Lorenzo Meow, our good friend Doug, Doug Crap, Crap, who asks, "What would you do with Owens and Zayn?" Well, that's a good question, man. I, I feel like the the obvious thing is just to have Paige say, I never fired these guys. I need to get the best talent available for SmackDown Live, and these two are unquestionably elite competitors. I want them on my show. I don't know if that's what I would do. I would probably split them up at this point. Oh, no. It's too early for they're the... They're so good together, and their heel heat is really just starting to come on strong. Maybe... I think they're still the perfect opponent for Daniel Bryan right now. Yeah, hey. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I think you could do the Bryan match. I think... There's lots of ways you could go. I guess what I would do is I would bring them back. I would definitely keep them on SmackDown. I would keep them paired up. And maybe a couple matches in the tag division just to welcome them back to whatever new tag teams are coming to SmackDown. I would keep them off of TV until Backlash. Oh! I would say they that they don't find a home in the Superstar Shakeup. That they are completely disregarded. That you start to forget about them even. Ooh. And you, you book like a big time like uh, like work rate match for Backlash. That, you know, say Seth Rollins goes over to SmackDown Live and and they book, like, Seth Rollins versus Daniel Bryan as, like, a dream oh, match, basically. Yeah. And we're thinking, oh, this is going to be great. The IC title's on the line. The two guys who can really go. Daniel Bryan with, you know, like AJ Styles, a hot, fresh opponent that we really haven't seen, necessarily. And that's the thing. I mean... And then you have Owens and Zayn assault the match. Dude, I and this kill is, both guys. This is much better than mine. Uh, I love the idea of them going away and just popping up somewhere. That be- seems because then Brian can beg Shane and Paige to be like, "I know what I said that I got rid of these guys. I know that they're gone because of me." But I'm also telling you to bring them back because of me, because I need to do something about this. Yeah, I love it. Uh, Justin, our next question this week comes to us from no one other than I am Coke now at Coca-Cola LLC on our Twitter. Sponsor. Our sponsor asks the question. It's an amazing yeah. circumstance. Yeah. And he asks, or they ask, I suppose. It's Michael. Well, I mean, he doesn't go by that anymore. That's true. He's Coca-Cola now. <laughs> that's, that's the rule. I do, I do have to respond. He respect is- the fact that he is... Uh, I guess gender fluid to the point where his gender is now fluid. He's coke now. He's fluid. <laughs> He's gender fluid to the point. He's son of a. He's a, a fluid. <laughs> what he does is he asks, "What merchandise do you think WWE should make that they haven't yet?" Ooh, it's kind of a fun one. Yeah, I have one that comes to mind right off the top of my head. If uh, if you're thinking, I, 
I yeah, I I think I got one, but you go ahead. What about some Elias scarves? Ooh, or Jericho or scarves. Or Jericho scarves? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What what came to your mind? Uh, see, the thing is like most of the things that that you would think of they are already doing. Like, yeah. They tend to really sap every possible tree that they that they can <laughs> or you know, yeah. drain every well as it were. Uh but I would say like the rocks like 1999 era <laughs> shirts, <laughs> just the they shiniest. Should, they should un, they should like roll out a line of like 1999 the rock shirts. <laughs> the I would be down dress shirts that they sell. I would for sure. I'd buy one. Just made of bejeweled. I, yeah, I'd wear it uh, during a bartending shift. Oh, yeah, I mean, can you can you get more women? I, mean, no, I don't think so. Uh, Justin, I actually thought of something that I think they really should do. Which is? When he gets called up to the main roster, and that's a when, not an if, sell the Velveteen Dream uh, three-eyed glasses. Yes. The the mind's eye glasses. I don't know how they don't do that right now. Yeah, see those in the but crowd? But also the Champa t-shirt. Sell that. Yeah. Well, Why don't they do that? Yeah, uh, well, Champa doesn't want them to, he says. Well. Only he can look like himself. How dare he? What Justin, you want to hit me with a little bit of a question? Absolutely. This one comes to us from Fruits Are Edible. He says, two-part question for you. Okay. One, who would you add to the U.S. title feud to make it interesting? And two, how long can WWE keep Rusev down before he leaves out of frustration? I mean, these two questions work uh, in symmetry with each other for me. I, I don't think you need to add anyone. You just need to put the belt on Rusev. He has a history with the belt. He's extremely over. No one else in that match is over. I know you like this feud, Justin, but I, I don't think I don't too really many... like this feud at, at the at moment. This point. Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah I, I, I'm not interested in seeing a one-on-one -on -one feud between Orton and Rusev. Or, or Orton gender. and Jinder. Yeah. Now, I thought if that's the match for... Saudi Arabia, sure, sure, but for backlash, but for backlash, no. Yeah, I, I, I don't know how on earth you. I feel like they have to insert somebody into this match. They can't just do Orton. Ty Jinder. Dillinger. Well, I think Cian Almas is probably your most likely guy to yeah, that's this probably match. a good call. Um, but I, I think he's above that to be honest. I want him in the main title picture on whatever show he's on. Uh, so I, to the question, I wouldn't add anybody. I would look at the guy who's there in Rusev, who people. I, I just don't get it at this. Explain it to but me, see, Justin. Like if you could pick a raw person to go against Jinder. Oh. Let's say it's Seth and Gender Swap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so who and, who? then and then the rosters are gender fluid. Also, <laughs> I almost shouldn't answer it. I mean, the, the <laughs> joke is better than the question. Um, uh, who who would gender have the U.S. title? I mean, a returning Dean Ambrose might be interesting. Yeah. Uh, well, who on Raw do you think could get like the best match out of Gender? Finn probably. Yeah. Well. Mm. Fender Mahal. Uh, I mean, the problem is he's switching with Rollins. I probably would have said Rollins there. You said their going at the house show was pretty good. Yeah, yeah, it was fun. Uh, I, 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 people are gonna hate me for this answer, but I'd be interested to see what Roman Reigns and Jinder Mahal can do. Roman Reigns works best with guys who work the WWE style. Yeah. Jinder Mahal's definitely that. I'd be curious to see what those guys can do. Maybe not a bad answer at all. Something like that. Yeah. Uh, just our next question comes to us from Scoots Brodo, and he asks. Hello, hashtag good friends. Now, this is a, an email Ooh, from him. So, in the words of Strong Bad, ah, oh, email. Gonna get the email. Ch -ch Check it out. Email. Ooh, ah, email. Ooh, ah. All right, let's do it. <laughs> uh, first question. Hello, good friends. Because I am a lame dingus, I missed the past couple of weeks of questions due to being too busy at work doing work. So I have a few questions, but they should all be fairly short. So we're only going to do a few of these. But okay, here we go. Okay. Uh, what if Okada started wearing long boys that looked like Seth Rollins' Guy Fieri pants? How much, Justin, how much more would you care about him? So this one's to you, Justin. See, I don't like those Seth Rollins pants. Yeah, they're, they're awful. I hate the Okada pants also. But maybe these are better than the Okada pants. Yeah, maybe if Okada came out and was like, burn it down! <laughs> <laughs> and then he was like, I gotta say, 
That was the loudest burn it down I've ever heard. <laughs> so how would you care any more about Okada if he was wearing those pants? No, probably yeah, not. No, nah, I'm the same. Now, now, if his new finisher was Welcome to Flavortown. Oh, well. And he was going full guy fiat. Yeah, hang on a second. He's like covering guys in sauce. Exactly. I'm into it. His finisher is now like the donkey sauce. And he just squirts a guy in the eyes with donkey sauce. Uh, and, and finally. While maintaining wrist control. <laughs> Wrist control! Wrist control! Uh, a wings question, something I feel very passionately about. Okay. Are the hashtag good friends team bone-in wings or team tendies, meaning tenders? He says he leans tendies because they ruin less shirts. Uh, uh, no, I go both. I go both ways. Not, tenders are good. I, I say fuck off. Boneless wings yeah. aren't wings. Yeah, no, you, but you need some like meat on the bone too, though. Definitely. I find a lot yeah, of places yeah. lately are serving these really fucking pinner wings. Yeah, cheap chicken wings are the worst. Just like bone and like a little skin and batter. But, no good. But boneless wings are just chicken chunks. Let's call a, let's say it how it but is. Hey, I love chicken chunks too. Nah, who could argue? I with love, chicken I love chunks. any kind of chicken I can get my hands on. Ah, give me those chicken chunks now that I think about it. But I completely changed my tone. Chata, why don't you give me a little bit of question? This one comes to us from Mike. Paris at that Mike Paris host of random nitro pod who says which NXT call up are you most optimistic about and which one are you most skeptical of I would say I'm going to treat this as people who are currently in NXT too not just the ones who came up on Monday because I think we addressed that in the round I think I'd be most certain that EC3 and Cole do well probably I think those would be the two guys who I can be like I can they all work on the main roster how about you um yeah, I mean, I'm surprised that we didn't get Drew McIntyre reappearing this oh, week. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That might happen right. next week during the shakeup. I, I totally forgot about well. him. Yeah. Uh, also surprised that, of course, we didn't see Andrade Cianalamas either, which maybe he stays for another cycle, but oh, I, I think that would be a mistake. I agree. Um, How do you think he does oh, on the main roster? Great. I hope so. Man. Yeah, I think he's like, look, they clearly want a big Latino star. I can't think of any other reason why they have given – uh, Alberto, so many chances. Or all these rumors are Ray, maybe. Of yeah. course, yeah. So if he gets the opportunities that Del Rio has gotten, he's going to deliver the goods. Yeah. He's, he's, to me, can't miss right now. Um, but of the people who came up this week, I would say the most surefire success is I- Iconic. Yeah. And the most questionable is probably No Way Jose. No Way Jose has potential... To slip into, like, Adam Rose territory pretty quick here. Yeah. I mean, he's sort of born for the lower card anyway. Of course. And I think he can be successful there because he's just so charming and fun. But we didn't get a lot this week. It was, like, one move. No, yeah. It was a squash match. In NXT right now, is there somebody that you like who you have concerns about going up to the main roster? Probably Roddy Strong. Oh, yeah. That's a great answer. I could see him getting lost in the shuffle pretty easily. But uh, For me, Velveteen Dream. Yeah, no, I think Velveteen Dream is one of the biggest reasons for optimism. I hope, I really hope that you're right. It's just sometimes stuff doesn't... He seems like he is a future Hall of Famer, honestly. Oh, dude, I want you to be right so badly. Justin, our final question this week comes to us from Brandon O'Connor, at for OC, and he asks, WWE piggybacks on the World Cup this year and makes a Survivor Series competition between countries. Four countries, typical Survivor Series rules, wrestlers compete for their native nation. What do the teams look like? Okay, let's come Can up we with do team, four countries? Let's come up with a Team Canada, first of all. It's got to have Owens, Owens and Zane, and Zane. On it. Jericho. And Bret Hart. Uh, no, can't have. It's teams of five, right? Survivor Series? Yeah. Uh, oh, wait. Did he specify four-man teams? Hang on. Let's see. I think here. it's five-man teams. Yeah. Survivor yeah. Series, five-man. you got to have Bret. 
Well, he can't go. He can't wrestle. Well, we're talking about any point in time. If we're doing oh, active, we? if we're doing active, we won't be able to fill four countries. I guess. Who are the five people from Mexico on the uh, active roster? Oh, I, we could do that. I think. Okay, let's start with Canada. Okay, Owens and Zane, Jericho. Who else is Canadian on the roster right now? Victor. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Eric Young. Yeah, Eric Young would be a good choice and for Bobby it. Bobby Roode, I guess. Would you put Bobby Roode there? Over? I wouldn't. I'd put Bret Hart, but you said that's not allowed. Well, who would you put Bobby Roode even above, like, Ty Dillinger? Nope, I'd put Dillinger. Or uh, who's Canadian on Raw? Anybody? I guess they're all on SmackDown. Yeah, I think they're all SmackDown. Yeah. I'd put Dillinger instead of Roode. Yeah. With oh, the, no, I'd put Jinder. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, a, that, yeah, let's Jinder's do that. from Calgary. From I'm Calgary. taking Jinder. Hell yeah. I love it. Yeah. Okay, so Team USA. So are we just picking the five? Chad Gable for sure. Definitely. Angle? Yes. Henry? Yes. Um, <laughs> Hogan? <laughs> no. No. Um, I feel like you kind of have to have Lesnar. There's something Daniel very... Bryan. Yeah, Brian and Lesnar maybe? Yeah. Lesnar is like so American. Yeah. Even though he... No, wait. Lesnar could be Team Canada if we wanted him to be. That's true. He lives in Saskatchewan, but yeah. he is still... No, so let's leave him off. He's neutral. Okay. Because he could be on either one, and we'll round it out with uh, Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles. I'm into that. Yeah, AJ. Uh, very American. Okay. May even own a MAGA hat. Let's do Team Mexico now. Andrade Cien Almas. And we can get a little bit into the past year. Okay. Andrade Cien Almas. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll count Kalisto, even though I don't know if he's technically oh, Mexican. Yeah, Cali- no, Cal- Kalisto's from Chicago, I'm pretty sure. But we'll count him. He wears a mask. <laughs> Grand Metalik. Grand Metalik, for sure. Maybe just all of Lucha House Party. Nah, Lindsay Dorado's from New Jersey. <laughs> well, we just put a Kalisto. <laughs> I'm uh, not putting Del Rio. Sincara. Yeah, Sincara. Unico is for sure Mexican. What about Primo? Oh, no, they're from uh, Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico. Uh, how about Rey Mysterio? If yeah, let's put Rey Mysterio. He's eligible for sure. And I just I don't want Alberto on it. No Alberto. No, Alberto. fuck him. And then Japan for the fourth country? Yes. So l- who's leading it? Uh, Shinsuke Nakamura. I was going to say Naito. Uh, well, no, we're doing – is it WWE or is no. it all wrestling? All wrestling, it's Oh, okay, yeah, absolutely. Naito. Yeah. yeah. Yes. We know that he can lead a faction. He's he's the right man for the job. And that's a built-in rivalry with... Uh, Dude, how the fuck do we not put Omega for Canada? Oh, yeah, shit. Somebody's Because I was thinking of WWE only. Okay, yeah, Omega's yeah. in for Canada. Absolutely. Yeah, sorry, uh, <laughs> Ty Dillinger. <laughs> yeah, sorry, Ty Dillinger. <laughs> you're cut. Uh, so Tetsuya Naito. Yeah. Uh, Shinsuke Nakamura? Yes. Uh, what, what do you think of putting Minoru Suzuki here? Yeah, I'm fully into it. Okay. Um... We probably could have done a Team Britain, too. Oh, uh, yeah. Let's do it anyway after this. Yeah. The fifth team. Sure. Uh, it's else? hard to narrow down. I've, I'm loving Ishii Goto. lately. Goto. Yeah, Goto and <laughs> no Okada. Maybe Ishii? Mm. He's been throwing around on the bungalows lately. Hiromu? Hiromu. I'm super into Hiromu always. Eve. How about Sonata? I think we both enjoy Sonata. Yeah, sure. Okay. No, I like Hiromu more All right, than Sonata. I'll, you win out on this one, but I get to break the tie if we can't decide on it. Team England. Okay, Team England is for sure being led by Zack Sabre Jr. I disagree. Will Ospreay? Disagree. Jack Gallagher? Disagree. <laughs> The British Bulldog? Disagree. <laughs> He's dead. Marty Skrull! Marty Skrull, of course. I'm saying Skrull leads it. All right, fine. I I, I let you have the tiebreaker Thank last you. time, so you can just have this one. I say Skrull, ZSJ. It's got to be Osprey. Yeah. Osprey has to be on the team. Osprey, Walter. Dunn? And Dunn. That would be my five. Yeah. 
That's fun. That, that was, was fun Survivor Series. Yeah, I hope you enjoyed hearing Whew. us draft that. It Rapid was fun fire. to put together. And if you enjoyed that, maybe you enjoyed the rest of the show, and it was Top Marks. Again, you can head on over to patreon.com slash topmarks if you want to throw a couple dollars in the hat. There's a ton of content going up there this month. But if not, we love having you along for the normal Top, Ro- top Marks ride just the same. Yeah, and what a... Oh boy, what a whirlwind week. And you know what? I talked a lot when I was extremely fucked up uh, during Whiskey Mania yeah. about feeling like burnout after Mania. Mm-hmm. There's something about those two shows, though, after yeah. that are always just like right when you're on the cusp of wanting to give up. It's like, oh, but Lashley is here. <laughs> you know, like they didn't know. even give me anything. It's not like I have anything with Lashley to look forward to. Other than just the knowledge that he's here. Dude, Monday I woke up hungover, so tired, having to go to work, and I was like, no more wrestling. Then I was driving home, and I was like, hey, Raw After Mania. Pretty excited. I ended up stopping at my parents. And And then it was fun. That was great. And I was like, ah, just when they think I'm out, they put me back Yeah, (laughs) I felt like I was so burnt out. But you know what? I've come to realize over the last few years that these two shows, the Raw and SmackDown after... Like, that's our WrestleMania, right? In like, a way. That's our reward for being weekly viewers week to week all year long. Yeah, that's like, like some payoff. WrestleMania itself is kind of just like this big show for casuals, basically. I love it. Yeah, I think you can make the argument that TakeOver is our mania, too, in, in some true. ways. That's true. Justin, this was a good one. I had fun. Yeah, me too. Uh, you got to go to work. I do. I got to... Finish drinking this energy drink, then play Gloomhaven. Oh, so. what a what a what, sounds like work to me. Also, I, I have a terrible work life right now. <laughs> do not be jealous of me. And with that, yeah, that will do it for this week's episode of Top Marks. Until next week, thank you so much. Stay hot. Stay spicy. Taste great. Because your curry man. What? 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 Titus Worldwide! I know you haven't listened to the ending of it yet, but on the uh, the Half Marks episode, mm-hmm. I do that outro. By yourself? It's very weird. I, it's not a lot of fun, not when in stereo. When two people are like just staring at you, like, what are you doing? Yeah, Max like? and Brock are like, well, Max listens to the show, and I was like, you could do this with me. He's like, I didn't know if I was supposed to. I'm like, well, it sounded weird, just me. Yeah, well, that's why you should never fly solo. I really shouldn't. <laughs>